This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, thanks to Dodge for uh, kind of, uh, you know, being the pretty much the title sponsor of the show. Domestic, not domesticated. And you know what? Even when it comes to electric cars, uh, this new thing they've been showing the world makes me laugh. It's an electric car that has an exhaust sound. Um, wait a minute. They don't have exhaust. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Let's talk to Lauren Smith. Lauren Smith. Oh, my God. Stephen Cole Smith's behind you. Lauren Fix. Stephen Cole Smith at the bottom of the hour talking about motorsports. I am completely, I'm out of it. I don't know what it is. But I know what you're going to talk about today because you are my, hmm, how do I say this? Yeah, I know. I have to be careful because it's politically incorrect. You're the one that tells the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth when it comes to the politics of what is going on behind the automotive world. You are unafraid. You are Lauren Fix. <laughs> no. What is going on in L.A.? I'm also good friends with Stephen Cole Smith, who is an awesome guy, by the way. I know. I He's love always him. always a blast. He We've is... shared uh, rides and drive events many times. One of my favorite dudes. And you know what? If anything ever happens to where he can't do the show, then you're going to have to pick up where he left off, which is... He does the motorsports for the show. You're kind of the news, and he's the motorsports. But you're going to a race. You were just telling me you're going to be. You're only going to be at SEMA for two days in November because then you're going racing. Because you are a racer. You and your husband both, Paul. Well, part of what we do. I mean, it's so funny. I'm not just specifically a racer. We restore cars. My husband's one at Amelia Island, Pebble Beach, everything. He built wow. the best '65, '66 Shelby and Mustangs in the country, probably the world. He's just won like everything. It's crazy. Wow. We go to go to the Greenbrier and he's like, Oh, I don't know if I'll win. I'm like, seriously, he wins. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, you, I, you always second guess yourself, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then also, of course, we own a company in the automotive aftermarket and I do television work. And it's, you know, it's funny, like you, we started off just doing car reviews. You know, that was what we all did. We all right. did the car reviews. I used to design braking systems. Then suddenly I'm here. I've got shoved into the deep end. Because nobody wants to tell the truth. I know. I'll tell you the truth. I do get some manufacturers that don't like me from it, but they still invite me. And one of them, since you just had, I know you're not going to like me for this, but the title sponsor, I love Dodge products. As a matter of fact, I'm going to buy one of the last Hellcats they're going to make. Because after that, they're gone, and the people online are flipping out <laughs> that they're going to remove Chargers and Challengers to make them electric. If you just look at a Reddit forum, every single comment, and I'm not talking like five or ten. We're talking hundreds of thousands of people. So hopefully yeah. someone at Stellantis sees the pushback and they go, yeah, maybe we'll still make something really, really cool. I think, cool I, honestly, I think that they are so smart because they waited to the very end and then they come out with this beast of an electric car which you know it's going to have huge horsepower. I don't want the electric. I know, I know, but I know you're not, and and neither do I, but I love what they did considering 
you know, you're right. It looks good. And it's got this crazy electronic virtual world sound to it. But then yeah, you're that's right. It's not going over so well with the masses. But wait a minute. But wait a minute. What's going to happen? Remember when they said they were going to stop building the Camaro and they did for too long. Yep. Right. And then they brought yep. it back. And, you know, and the same thing with a lot of cars, they bring them back. So maybe there'd be a year or two or I don't know who knows. And then they bring it back uh, and it's better than it so. ever was, you know? I mean, because technology keeps I getting so. better. Yeah. yeah. Camaro ends in 24. Uh-huh. And Again. Corvette in as an SUV and the Camaro oh. is an SUV. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. oh. All right. Don't say anything. When we come back, Lauren's going to tell us all about if you've heard the stupidity of what the California governor has done now saying no gasoline or no internal combustion engines by 2035. All right. Anyway, she'll tell you all about it. It's, it's insanity. We'll be right back. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car, not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And joining us now is the illustrious Lauren Fix, publisher, carcoachreports.com on the web. You can find her. Her Twitter handle is at Lauren Fix. Her Instagram, hashtag carcoachreports. And uh, carcoachreports.com is the website. She was on television seven hits today, seven times. You animal. You animal woman. <laughs> I don't know if that's... I'm, I'm burned, man. <laughs> Tonight I'm, I'm take, having a shot of my favorite tequila, and we're calling it a night. <laughs> okay, so first of all, before... Because we have the best part of our conversations in the commercial breaks, which are so unairable, but we will try our best <laughs> to weave some of it in. But let's talk about California. What the living hell is going on there? I don't know. If you live in the state of California, my sympathies. We have a mutual friend who's on your show all the time, Carl Brower. Yeah. And we do a podcast together, and we had this conversation. What the hell is going on with California? And basically, he said, he's not worried that they're planning to ban gasoline-powered cars. And I said, really? Like, you live in Orange County. He owns real muscle cars. He's got a Demon. He's got a Ford GT. And he said, well, when he moved there from Colorado in the 80s, they were doing the same thing. We're going to stop selling gasoline-powered cars. I know. City, yep. Fear. Five years later. You know, Fear-mongering. Uh, well, three yep. years. Yep. Yeah. Well, they did it five years out. Everyone's flipping. Three years out, they're like, oh, we want to get reelected. So, yeah, we're going to take that off the table. Yeah. So exactly. they, he said they've done it twice. This is the third time now where they've made all these promises, and they kind of back down on it. So I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. But the question is, if you live in the state of California, are you going to get rid of your car? Are you going to move out of state? Are you going to comply? 
with the government, with the big man, and sell your gas-powered car and install a charging station and buy an electric car, which will cost you a lot more money and not just insurance and charging and everything else. But California is planning to officially ban the sale of gas-powered cars and trucks by 2035. And you can buy a plug-in. You can buy some form of a hybrid that's all about electricity, not control in reality. Yeah. But they're claiming that, you know, this is the way of the future, the California Air Research Board or CARB. But remember, that CARB board was put in before the federal government had the EPA. So they're saying we can make the call for the other 49 states. So according to our Constitution, you can't. One state, pick a state, cannot tell the rules of the other 49 states. But we have this in place. Now, under Trump, he wanted to remove it. He probably should have. But they fought him tooth and nail some of the brands. And now they're going the other direction where 11 states are going to jump on this stupid ban of gasoline-powered cars. And I'll tell you why it's so stupid. Because if electric cars are better, why are we banning gas-powered cars? Right? Well, well, this is like uh, when they took alcohol off the market. They said, oh, people can't have alcohol. Yeah, and then what did everyone do? We all kind of did it behind the scenes. Anyhow, I would be one of those people. I didn't, I wasn't live then, but I would have been one of them. <laughs> but wait a minute, wait a minute. What are the other eleven states? Now you're the first one to tell me that. Oh, I, I have that. I have that list for you. Our genius governor Kathy Hochul, who I am very ticked off at, signed on a bill to agree a hundred percent with the California's rule of switching to the California law. Wait a minute. That'll wait a be minute. great. Wait, wait. What, what state? I'll move out of this state. What state? New York. Oh, New oh, York. oh yeah, and had Hochul, yeah. Oh, yeah, geez. well, oh. like I said, she's a genius, but yeah. let's hope she gets voted out. If she wasn't voted in, she just hopes she gets voted out. <laughs> Massachusetts is going to comply. Oh, my Vermont God. is going to comply. Oh, of course. Maine, the state of Maine, oh, their, yeah. their genius governor says, oh, yeah, we're definitely doing this. Washington State, Jay Inslee. Oh, my God. Said that they're going to go all electric by 2030. Oh, it's not going to work. Five years Never before work. California. Never work. Connecticut. Yeah, well, of course it's not going to work because if you live in Seattle, it's different than if you live in the rest of the state. That's if right. you live in Portland, it's different than the rest of the state. That's right. So Oregon says our goal is 90% of new vehicles sold by 2035 will be electric. Connecticut's mm. on board. Mm. New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, Colorado, Rhode Island, Minnesota, which they're trying to fight that right now. Minnesota is the one state in the Midwest that says, "Eh, this is probably not a good idea. It isn't because it's cold there and you need an electric's not going to fly. New Mexico, Virginia, Nevada, and Pennsylvania are all the genius states that need new governance. But, you know, here's the bottom line on all this. So everyone's like, well, you know, this is a great idea. It's good for the environment. So here's a huge factor that hasn't been thought up. You know, the charging stations, there aren't enough of them in the state of California alone. And in the whole state of California, only 18% of the cars on the road, 18% are EVs. Across the whole United States, all 50 states, it's only 6.3% of the vehicles are EVs. 6.3. Right. If electric cars are better... Why are we banning gas cars, and why are we bribing people to buy them? Exactly. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me just add this before we take a break. It's not sustainable! (laughs) Call an ambulance quick. I'm having a conniption fit. We'll be right back, everybody. Stay (laughs) tuned. 
There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor on the road ahead. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Little sister, don't you? Well, she's kind of like my little sister. Her name's Lauren Fix. Carcoachreports.com on the web. You can find her all over the place. Add Lauren Fix, her uh, social handles. Uh, hashtag CarCoachReports. And uh, CarCoachReports.com. Yes, that's the best place to find her. You'll see her on the news, on Fox, and on the Weather Channel, and on NBC, CBS, all over the place. She's a wild woman. Um, we're talking about this insanity about uh, this uh, by 2035, no more gas-powered cars. Is it just gas-powered? Is it just internal combustion, period? Gas and diesel both, do we know? Yeah, so that's interesting. So the, here's what the, what the law states. You can buy used cars. You just can't buy new cars. And they want 35% of the cars sold in California to be electric, plug-in hybrid, or hydrogen by 2026. And eight percent added on each year thereafter so the goal is to get people to switch to 100 percent evs they think that everyone has a garage which makes no sense right. but even if everyone did have a garage and everybody it's full it, of your junk <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother story right yeah that's the one thing i keep saying is going to happen you know typical government we should use asbestos it's a great insulator oh crap it causes cancer. Well, oh, back up, back up. Clean that stuff up. Start charging people who put it in to take it out. Right. You know, let's put lead in the paint. You'll never have to paint again. It's fabulous. Exactly. Oh, man, we screwed up. It's like the same stuff. I can't even start with an E. It's like estradol or something like that. It was supposed to be you could eat all the food you want and there was no fat. It would go right through your body until they found it caused intestinal cancer. Oh, my God. Oops. Right? Yeah. yeah it's another government idea. It's another yeah. great government idea. You so know, clunkers, it, here's the thing. Bomb, but what's going to happen is they, they, they did it to 2035. What's that? You know what? 13 years from now. And the reason is, is because... They can say these outlandish, ridiculous things, kind of like, you know, putting kind of like the, um, I don't know, just, you know, here's what we're going to, this is what we're planning on doing. And then they start trying their butts off to change the, the laws and the rules of the land. And this is right. why if we don't be careful, we will have this insanity upon us because if we just sit back and become apathetic about who goes into office i mean look where we're at right now right. Ga gasoline is coming down a little bit you know why there's an election coming up of course but you know what i mean it'll go back up yeah can you imagine i mean seven and eight dollar a gallon of fuel i mean diesel of course but gasoline still at seven mm -hmm. in beverly hills and san francisco and the big cities it's insanity I am old enough to remember 25 cents a gallon gasoline when I was a young guy when I first got my driver's license. I know that was a million years ago, but I, still, I can remember it. But the other part is the inflation. Our money is worth less. And this is all because who our leaders are. 
So we've really got to be careful. Correct. Really got Elections to be matter. Remember this Boy. when you go to the polls. Boy, vote they in do. person. Vote on the day of. Yeah. Don't mail in your ballot because that, that can be altered. Yep. But keep this in mind <sighs> that these people are clueless. And by 2035, Gavin Newsom's not going to be in office. No, no. Then what? You know, and so he, then the next person will come in and go, this guy's crazy. We're going to make the changes. Oh, we all love him. This is all about voting in November. This yeah. is all about them CYA. Yeah. Covering your, their backside. Yeah, CYB. The truth is, this <laughs> is not sustainable. California has brownouts all the time. They shut down every nuclear power plant but one. And now Newsom's even saying, if we shut this one down, we're going to have blackouts. Yep. Ugh. By the way, their governor is a brownout. <laughs> yeah, you're being nice. But you know what? Our I governor for Oregon out. is a brownout, too. Any of these people that have taken this, this stance on, you know, electric only by 2035, they need to be... I don't know. They need to be more realistic about the world that we live in. It's just like you said, you know, most people don't have garages. I mean, if you think about the cities, you know, you park on the street, you have to pay. I have a friend. He says he pays $850 a month for parking in his building. Where do you live? In Manhattan. But it's it's insanity. Of, yeah, I, I went through that, too. I sold my place in New York City. and Honestly, I wouldn't go back. Yeah. There's not a chance. The crime there is out of control. I have too many friends that are trying to escape. It took me two years to sell my apartment. I am not missing Manhattan. Well, I am out for good. Uh, well, all I can say is uh, I love the energy that you bring. Thank you, my dear. Um, you guys, you'll see Lauren Fix on multiple. She had she was on TV seven times today. So uh, carcoachreports.com. Lots of videos there. Uh, her Friday video is always good. Not as fiery as she is here. Thank you, Lauren Fix. Thank you. Anytime, Alan. You're always fun. All right. We've got, uh, oh, we've got another minute, they said. <laughs> All right, then keep going. Uh, what else have we got to talk about? <laughs> I can keep going anytime. <laughs> you got one minute. That's too funny, right? I got one minute. Oh, I can talk about that. Don't forget the World Economic Forum. If you don't know who they are, they want to take away your cars. So I did a segment on that. No cars for you because they say you only use your car 4% of the time so you don't need a car. So my theory is if I only sleep in my bed eight hours a day, are they going to rent out the other two eight-hour segments? That's the next question. Uh, the World Economic Forum is trying to shut us down. Oh, honestly. This whole insanity that is going on in our country right now, none of it is sustainable. None of it. Hey, oh, here comes the music again. This time, how do we do that? Uh, it's because Stephen Cole Smith called in. I know, Steve. Hold on. Hold on. Lauren is almost done. What? What? Oh, he says to say hi to Lauren. You want to say hi back? Oh, uh, he's a good man. There yes, you go. absolutely. Hi, Steve. Uh, all right, we'll talk to him on the other side. Uh, he's going to be talking about motorsports, everybody. Lauren Smith, thank you. <laughs> Lauren Fix. I'm not Lauren Smith. What'd I say? Lauren Smith? Uh, Lauren Fix, whatever. Goodbye. We'll be right back. Save it. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now, Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. 
Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, it is Labor Day weekend, and there's a lot of motorsports going on. And uh, as much as I love motorsports, no one in my life knows more about what's going on than Stephen Cole Smith from Haggerty.com, Grassroots Motorsports, and my old stomping grounds, Car and Driver Magazine. Steve, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you doing, Alan? Uh, you know, I could tell you, but then, you know, I'd start crying. I got problems. I got engine problems with a diesel truck, but I'm going to try and rectify that, and then we'll, I'm going to talk about it after I figure it out, because you know what? I don't know that what the mechanic, what he told me is the truth, so I got to do a little more research, because, you know, I hate it when I go to a place and they say, oh, you need $6,000 worth of work. And then I talk to somebody else, and they go, not so fast. Hold on. So, yeah, I, I'm, a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit frustrated by that. But at the same time, I'm just going to have a little bit of faith and, and hope that it's not what this other mechanic is telling me. I should know, but I don't know turbocharged Duramax diesel engines. Do you? Do you? No. Not at all. No. no. <laughs> we know they work well. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I love them, but, man, that's... Uh... Fifty thousand miles and six thousand dollars. That's yeah. Seems a little uh, well. They a little me, unfair. They told me it needed a new turbo, and I thought, wait a minute, fifty thousand miles? How is that anyway? Don't get me started. What is going on this Labor Day weekend in the world of motorsports? Well, I got to ask you something first. Yeah. Did I see on Facebook you bought another piece of earth moving equipment? Oh, baby, did I? <laughs> what was it? It looks like. Let me just tell you, hold it on. It looks like. Well, I'm going to have to find the picture of it because I don't want to get it wrong. It is a, uh, hold on, it's right here. I have it somewhere. Here it is. It's a John Deere 892D-LC excavator. Weighs 76,000 pounds. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's a big excavator. I mean, like the uh, the bucket that's on it could probably pick up very easily a Honda Accord, just, you know, like one scoop. So, uh, But I, wow. I've got five lakes out at this ranch that I have. My dad bought, my dad passed away, and I'm now in charge of it. It used to belong to John Wayne. And it's got five lakes on wow. it, and we want to dig those lakes deeper. Before the rains come, because I live in Oregon, you know that, and before the rains come again, we're going to dig those lakes about 10 feet deeper, the ones that we let all the water run out of them so that we could dig them out a little bit. You know, it's just maintenance when you own lakes. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. I yeah. love heavy equipment. I love I'm going to go to the tractor pulls for sure. You might see me on the back. You know of the what? You know what you're doing, Alan? You are building Disney World for old guys like me. <laughs> I want to come out there and drive all your stuff. I know. I have a I have a large, a medium, and a small excavator. I've got a a backhoe. <laughs> I've got a bulldozer. I've got a bobcat. I've got four tractors. Different things going on there. Uh, what else do I have? I think that's probably about enough, right? But I just I, I love tractors, man. Just love them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I love that too. Yeah. Okay. Now we can talk about motorcycles. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> So what do you want the to start one, with? Uh, yes. Well, my favorite event coming up this weekend is actually on Labor Day. 
it's uh, the U.S. Nationals, uh, the NHRA U.S. Nationals at Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park. And it is the biggest drag race of the year. Everybody goes. Everybody wants to win. And there's something else that's cool. They're having a a Dodge Hemi shootout with Hemis from 1968. Remember when they sold race-ready cars like a Dodge Dart and a God, I forgot what the Plymouth was that they they sold. But uh, I think it was a Barracuda. Yeah. But uh, race ready, and they've got 20 of those that they're going to line up and shoot out for 15,000 bucks. I would love to go to that. That will be cool. That will be really cool. Okay, so that's the biggest event of the year for NHRA, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, that's that's on uh, Fox from 2 to 5 Eastern on Monday, and Tony Stewart is going to be in the booth. Oh, wow. You know, the, his, his wife, Leah Pruitt, and his funny car driver, Matt Hagen, are doing pretty well. Leah won a race a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was a long time coming, but got a monkey off her back. So Tony's a pretty happy guy, I imagine. Yeah, no question about it. Well, he's newlywed also with Leah Pruitt. And um, she's a sweetheart. I really like her. And even on social media, you know, I'm friends with her on social media, and she really does a good job of, you know, uh, communicating with her fans. And this is so important. You know, I mean, I think NASCAR, you know, um, NASCAR is big and everything, but I believe the NHRA does such a better job at communicating the, the drivers with the fans. And I think it's just the nature of the beast. The drivers want to be close to their fans versus the F1 is the farthest extreme. Get away from me, you you dirty little fan, <laughs> you know, versus NASCAR. Yeah. You know, NASCAR, you can see him and talk to him. But NHRA, man, they're all about that. They want to touch you and, and talk to you. And I just really like that. I agree 100 percent. There's not a motorsport out there that does a better job than the NHRA does. And uh relating to fans i mean f1 you're right if you want to talk to a driver you pretty well have to go through their lawyer just to get an interview but nhra is just the easiest bunch of people to work with i love working with those guys yeah who do you like this weekend to keep an eye on at the nhra uh, u.s nationals well i'm uh i man it's it's really could be anybody i'm thinking uh steve torrance is going to come back and win. He hasn't had a great year, but he's had a good year. And he always rises to the occasion. So I'm thinking he might win in top fuel. I mean, I'm thinking Matt Hagen and with this Toyota is going to be pretty fast in a funny car. Right on. Matt Hagen's a nice guy, too. Big, solid chunk of steel. That guy is as solid as a rock. You know? He is, yeah. He doesn't look like a drag racer. No. He looks like a football <laughs> Body player. Bu- yeah, or a bodybuilder or something. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about what's going on this Labor Day weekend. Uh, NASCAR F1 Indy, the U.S. Nationals for NHRA. Again, uh, Tony Stewart going to be on Fox talking about, well, maybe his wife a little bit because she's racing. 2 to 5 Eastern on Monday on Fox. This is The Drive. We'll be right back. Midnight walk with something in my head. I couldn't escape the memory. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness. 
the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability. Plus, a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness. Well, you're listening to The Drive, presented by, in part by, Dodge. Have you seen that new electric muscle car that Dodge put out? Boy, Google that one. The Charger. And that's funny because Stephen Cole Smith is on the line. What do you have to do with an electric car? You have to charge it. The Charger. That's funny, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Let's go over to NASCAR a little bit. Uh, Labor Day weekend, still lots going on. But uh, what's happening in the world of NASCAR? Well, they're still getting over uh, the Daytona sugar-free Coke 400, I think. <laughs> I, I keep losing track. It's something about Coke 400. Right, right. It was supposed to be Saturday night, and it's the one race that I can drive to. So I drove over, hung out, hung out, hung out, and it was, it never stopped raining. I was, was going to say, dry. didn't it rain like hell? Yeah, it rained and rained, and they would, uh, you know, they'd be drying the track, and then there'd be lightning within seven miles, and they'd have to get off the track for like 45 minutes, and they finally gave up around 9 o'clock and said, we're going to race at 10 a.m. Sunday, which was the time that it used to be because it rains every afternoon in Daytona and Central Florida. Right. So 10 o'clock seemed like a good idea, but they even got hit with a huge rainstorm oh, no. and a, a big rain delay and rain that practically ended the race when it hit a corner of the track and took out about half the field. Oh, no. And I couldn't, I had commitments. I couldn't go back Sunday. So it was a complete washout for me. Oh, crap. <laughs> but Austin that. Dillon won and it, it put him in the playoffs, which that was the last race for the playoffs spots and the first race for the actual playoffs is this weekend and Sunday at Darlington where they're having the, uh, cookout 400, I believe. And that's the one thing I always like about Darlington is they've got those retro paint schemes that kind of, you know, hitters back to the fifties and sixties and seventies. And it's always fun to watch. So it's on Sunday, huh? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. At Darlington, NASCAR. All right. Which way do you want to slide now, F1 or Indy? Open wheel racing. Well, let's go F1. They've been pretty busy, and they've got a a long string of races right now. They just got there with Belgium. Max Verstappen won that. They're in the Netherlands, the Formula One Heineken Dutch Grand Prix this weekend and they're also on sunday and then the week after that september 9th through 11th uh races in a row they'll be doing the uh, formula one grand prix of italy at monza which is always one of the best races for uh formula one mm. you know I- uh, right now verstappen is just the the class of the field mercedes is trying to get their mojo back Everybody else is just kind of following Red Bull, watching Verstappen carve through the field. Right. And, you know, I don't know what it is. I like F1 racing, and I think the comments I made earlier about how friendly the 
the entire NHRA industry is when you go to that type of a race and you have the exact opposite. Everything is very expensive. Everybody is, you know, as Jay Leno said at Pebble Beach, the billionaires are looking down their nose at the millionaires. It just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit of a turnoff to me. I'm sorry. I can't help myself. As much as I love motorsport, I think the people are such an important factor in all of this. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, they certainly painted themselves as the elite in motorsports and elite people you're not able to get close to. And that is certainly the way it is in Formula yeah. One. Well, and if we take a step down just a little bit to indie racing, it's not as bad. It still can be bad, but it's not as bad. The, the people are still approachable. You can walk up and down the pits and, you know, sometimes they'll come out and talk to you. I think indie racing is a little more. Well, actually, it's a lot more friendly. As I've been to a lot of yeah. places, you know. Uh, it's a lot easier to get a hold of the people there. The public relations people will put you in touch with the IndyCar drivers, and they seem happy to talk to you. Yeah. Um, it's a fun series to cover, and they're running this weekend, too, on Sunday at the Grand Prix of Portland, which uh, is usually a pretty good race. That's an interesting track that they've got out there. Portland, Oregon. And, uh, Portland, Oregon? Yeah. Right. Oh, geez, I should yeah. run up there. <laughs> go see it yeah no that's well i won't but only because i have cows <laughs> but uh yeah <laughs> it's too far i'm on the other side of the state by the way even though uh, the portland is is literally on the oregon washington border and i'm on the oregon california border our state is a little chunk of squareness but i'm literally a, the exact far end of the state but it's only three hours away you know what i mean it's funny. And, yeah. and the Portland track is actually, it's pretty nice. Wow. Well, who do you like for the, uh, the, the Indy race this year? You know, Scott Dixon, to me, was, really? uh, wow. he's a veteran driver yeah. for sure. And there's a lot of guys that are uh, very fast and very much on his tail. But Scott won a race not too long ago, and I'd love to see him go for another championship. So, I'm picking him for Portland. Again, back to that friendly factor. Scott Dixon's a great guy. He's just a nice guy. Yeah. You know, you see him at car shows. You see him at Barrett Jackson. You, you know, if you see him at a racetrack, there's a track in Scottsdale, uh, or actually Phoenix, Oregon. Saw him there one time, and he's happy to talk to you. These F1 folks have got to realize that the biggest part of PR is the human relationships. I hate to say it. There's no other way to say it. No matter how much money you have or how much fame and glory you have, if your fans can't communicate with you, you lose them to somebody that they can communicate with. Same goes with your wife, if, right. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely correct. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and talk more about what's going on in this crazy car world. Uh, Haggerty.com, CarAndDriver.com. Look in uh, this uh, next issue of Car and Driver. You see Steve's writings there. And uh, Grassroots Motorsports. You're listening to The Drive all across America and around the world. Be right back. Got money, I got fame, fast cars and everything. Shopping for cars online is slow. Checking all those different sites one by one, Auto Tempest doesn't like slow. That's why we sponsor NASCAR driver Chris Busher in the number 17 Ford Mustang. It's also why we created a powerful search engine that will scour all the top car shopping sites, letting you search used car listings from across the internet in one search. 
Why waste time searching each site separately? Use Auto Tempest instead. Find all the cars. AutoTempest.com. All the cars, one search. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And our show brought to you in part by Subaru. Go where love takes you. And uh, these days, uh, more people traveling in their cars, even though gas is expensive. Well, get an economical car and it's not so bad. Uh, but uh, traveling international is a little bit uh, sketchy. I know a lot of people that are just... Hanging back, going to see the uh, kind of the wonders of our United States, you might say. So um, thanks to Subaru for sponsoring the show. Go where love takes you. Stephen Cole Smith joining us and uh, motorsports, amazing motorsports reporting for, I don't know, how many years now, Steve? 30, 40 years? Oh, yeah, 35, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, you know, listen, thank you for doing the show as often as you do you and i have been you know on different mastheads you might say of magazines car and driver have you ever worked for motor trend i think you did for a while didn't you yeah i did quite a bit of work for them i was never on staff but i've done stuff for them for road and track for automobile yeah auto week i've written for just about everybody yep 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 i'm sort of a prostitute in that respect (laughs) if you pay me i'll be happy to come uh spend Uh, some time with you how can we just say gun for hire that sounds so much better (laughs) yeah that'll work okay but now today on top of the car and driver and the grassroots motorsports and other ones Haggerty.com. Can you tell me and tell the world a little bit more about Haggerty? Because they're taking over the auto industry, the enthusiast world of journalistic uh, endeavors, you might say, and events with a storm. Talk about Haggerty for a moment. I think Haggerty has the biggest staff, and I think certainly the best staff. They have really cherry-picked some of the best writers and broadcasters there are. And Haggerty is an insurance company, a very successful insurance company for classic cars. But they have branched out far and wide. They've gone public. And uh, since then, they're just, uh, seems like on a spree of sponsoring things and buying up uh, really important little venues. And, you know, they bought out the uh, concourse in uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, the um, uh, Amelia, Amelia Island. Island. Right. So they own quite a bit of things now. And the stuff that we're doing at Haggerty.com, and you go to Haggerty.com and you click on entertainment, and that's us. It's, uh, hopefully it's entertainment, but I'm not crazy about the entertainment badge because that makes it sound like there's going to be crossword puzzles, but <laughs> there's some pretty good journalism going on there. If you're a member of Haggerty, you get the magazine six times a year. I'll have a story in that coming up this next issue it's just a really fun place to work i was blessed to get a job there full-time and i needed some full-time work for the insurance and everything has worked out well so i'm really really pleased with working with those guys you know and i i've known mckeel haggerty for 30 years and his wife when she was working at jmpr the public relations company soon and her name is soon and uh, she is active in the company as well. 
And they're just really brilliant car people. That's all I can say. They're enthusiasts to the bone, Akil yeah. and his wife, and the whole team. Larry Webster, who, you know, I worked with him at Car and Driver for a long time. We raced the Baja 500 together and won in our class. And um, just uh, so many people that work there are just friends of ours, yours and mine. And uh, so congratulations to Haggerty for getting Steve. But I want to get your take, Steve on this new charger that they have shown in the last few weeks the electric muscle car that actually has a sound give me one minute you know i keep trying to avoid electric cars but they keep drawing me in <laughs> with vehicles like the ford lightning and this charger which uh has more power than the uh um the demon hellcat or the Hellcat, yeah. that's what it was, not the Demon. Yeah, the Hellcat, the Hellcat for sure. Right. I think there, I think maybe the Demon, too. I know. But, you know, was. I haven't driven that, but I've been in the Lightning, and the acceleration is amazing, and I love the styling of this car. It yeah. kind of harkens back to the 1969 Charger, but it has a modern take. I think it's just beautiful. And a two-door Charger again with a, a hatchback, which is interesting, right? Um, yeah. I, I think Tim Kaniskis and his team have done a fabulous job if there's such a thing as a muscle car electric car ev uh these guys are going to do it so we can't wait to, to get behind the wheel of one when they make it it's concept at this point steve Haggerty.com. thank you steve really appreciate you thank you alan anytime my pleasure all right so we've got another hour to go and uh, don't forget uh, the drive with Alan Taylor.com on the web. You can Google Stephen Cole Smith and find out more about him if you want, or just head over to Haggerty.com. We'll be right back with hour two. Stay with us. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the Internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News, exclusive interviews, real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, I have to tell you. I have to tell you, the more I think about it, the more I realize we are living in insane times. I know, I know, you already know that. Here's what I think, all right? And we're going to talk about this for a minute. I got my buddy Dan Sandberg, who is a former president and CEO of Brembo North America, now retired. Oh, boy, he's probably having a great retirement. I understand, Dan, you've gained some weight. Is that true? Oh, stop <laughs> <laughs> I asked him in the commercial, I said, what do you weigh? And I said, I'm actually lighter than you for once. Uh, lighter is not exactly, uh, well, it's all relative, I guess. All right. A couple, couple pounds maybe. But again, I, you know, I haven't weighed myself in maybe a week. Okay. So. All right. Well, so go in there. You're going to really be sad. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Carnivore diet. Anyway, I have an idea. 
I have okay. an idea because I know you're watching from Michigan where you live and, and I'm on the West Coast. I think because of all this news with California and 2035, no more internal combustion engines. I think instead of electric cars, we should bring back the electric chair. That would solve problems, right? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Solve all right. our crime problem and everything. Else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, actually, let me read this, though. This is on NPR, okay? The date of this was August 25th, okay? August 25th, National News, California is poised to phase out sales of new gas-powered cars by 2035. Okay, then August 31st, just what, five days later, six days later, mm -hmm. breaking California Power Grid declares Flex Alert urges residents not to charge electric vehicles. Literally, it's a few days ago. This was yeah, six days. And, and, but but it, it was between 4 and 9 o'clock. I'm okay. just telling you, this is a problem. There's only, so I think uh, Lauren Fix in the last hour, she said 6% of all cars on the road are electric. Six. Now, California is probably one of the most densely populated car states, that New York state. Well, New York, uh, Manhattan, I guess you might say, but, but California for sure. California has already got a problem with even only across the entire nation only having 6% electric cars. What's going to happen if they get to 50% or 70%? They're already having this. This is a breaking news story. I don't know. I just think it's insanity. Well, it's one of those issues, in my opinion, that, you know, everybody's been talking about it, right, is that somebody asked me the other day, we were talking about this topic, and they said, you know, I don't, I don't really get it. Uh, you know, why do the electric companies want to give us a rebate for being uh, electric savers, you right, know? Right. They said, don't they make more money? when we buy more electricity. And I said, well, that's as long as they don't have to invest anything. And that's why they, you know, they're trying to use the existing infrastructure, right? So this gets back to the issue, which is if you make all these electric cars and now all these states have infrastructure problems where they can't support the charging of all these electric cars, they're going to have to spend some money, yeah. right? Okay. And that's the issue. They're going to have to build some power plants. Well, and and, okay, okay. How oh, are oh. they going to run those power plants? Are all right. Let's, are they nuclear? Let's I mean, look at they? this from a different perspective. Okay. Let's say you and I start a roofing company, and the roof tiles actually use the solar power to charge your house or to put electricity back to the grid. Oh, Elon Musk thought of that. Damn it. Yeah, I hate when people that. are smart like that. <laughs> Think about all of the roof space that could be used to put power back to the grid from the sun. And okay, you've got sunny states and you've got foggy and rainy states like, you know, you like and me Michigan. are in, like but, Michigan. Yeah, and Oregon. But but here's the thing. There are still like right now, it's a hundred degrees out. So I have a generator at my house in case the power goes out, but I'll tell you what's next. Solar. I'm just waiting for it to come down to a realistic price. But I gotta tell you, no matter what they say about old Musk. And I'm sure he smells like musk. That guy is smart. That's all there is to it. He's a smart cookie. We'll take a little break. Dan Sandberg's here, my brother. We're going to talk about this a little bit more on the other side. Stay with us. Hey. 
sister Know the water's sweet But blood is thicker Oh, if the sky comes fall The word never carries a lot of weight Never forget, never settle, never surrender And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift The full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 And the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger And the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers Your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts For more on the Never Lift mindset go to Dodge.com Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC We're listening to The Drive all across America and around the nation. Today, my buddy's on the line, Dan Sandberg. Used to be an important guy. Now he's just my friend. <laughs> You've been demoted, Dan. Just he's my friend. Important. I feel important. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> he feels important. Um, listen, have you had a vasectomy? Because at least you're impotent. <laughs> have you heard that joke? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, it's a good joke. Anyway. Uh, we were talking in the commercial break, and I said, hold it, hold it. I said, I don't care what you say about Elon Musk. And we used to have the I hate Elon Musk segment. Actually, it was called the I hate Tesla segment because, you know, there was just all kinds of stuff. But I kind of have to take most of it back. Now, do I love the car? I don't know. It's okay, the Tesla car. There's so many car companies bringing out really really nice electric cars but even elon musk himself will say and has said publicly you have to continue building internal combustion cars alongside of the electric cars and diesel cars and hydrogen and natural gas cars you can't just push everybody in one direction especially dan when there is about a five percent infrastructure to be able to charge these things up right now i don't even know if it's five percent it's probably more like two percent because then you have range anxiety and everybody going around with road rage range anxiety equals road rage and the whole country's going to be in a bad mood it's not going to happen overnight i mean it won't happen overnight for a number of different reasons number one there's no supply of these cars yet all right i mean all you can do is reserve most of them there's right. no supply of any car. What do you mean? <laughs> so that, well, that, exactly that point. Yeah. So there's not a supply of any car, but I mean, to the extent that they can make electrics or gas or anything, there's just no supply in the first place. Number two is, is I think they're expensive. They're still very, yeah, they very are. expensive. Right. The average uh, price is something like sixty-two thousand bucks. It's, it's yeah, absurd. Yeah, and, and, and maybe you'll get some that'll be forty. So I don't know where you do, you know, what, what are people going to buy? They, they're not going to be able to afford them, you know, no, in the first I know. place. I know. So that's, you know, this conversion that everybody's expecting overnight isn't going to happen overnight. I'll give you an so. example. I'll give you an example. Think about this. Okay. You go and buy a $62,000 car. I just did this. I bought a Jeep Gladiator diesel, 29 miles to the gallon, four-wheel drive Rubicon, 62000 bucks. I put down $12,000, got a $50,000 loan at 3.5% right before it went up, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think the payment is for five years? You ready? You want to barf? $950 a month. Nah, that's crazy. My first house was like five seventy-five, and I'm not that old. But the thing is that how do people afford to pay for this thing in this world of 
you know, our dollars are going down in value. You've got a recession going on. You got all this infighting and, and all these crazy things that are going on. You can't even name because it's politically incorrect to talk about it. But the reality is if the average price of these electric machines, no matter how nice they are is 62,000, you're talking about, about a maybe 10% of the crowd can afford that. I well, cannot even afford that. That $950, that's a, trust me, it's exactly, a write-off. That's well, exactly the problem. And at the end of the day, you know, everybody talks about how are we going to get enough batteries and how are we going to get enough exactly. of this and how are we going to be able to repair these and how are we going to be able to charge these. The one issue that you don't hear a lot of people talking about is the demand piece. And that's why the California yeah. law is really interesting, right? Yeah. Because... If you can't, of course, if you're living in California, maybe you can't afford 60000 because you're paying, you know, 300000 for a 1,200-square-foot apartment or bill or your house or whatever. <laughs> I know, but, right? You know, to me, what are these people going to drive, you know, I at know. the end of the day? Well, maybe you put your money into motorcycles or, uh, you know, scooters or, you know, what do we talk about, slingshots? Yeah, bicycles, like yeah. Here, uh, you TVs, ATVs. Well, and then here's the problem. From the law. They're going to yeah. have it be like that you don't own the car. You literally just create a relationship. I think Volvo was going to do this for a little while. You don't even actually buy the car. You just kind of rent it, from, lease it from them, you might say. Yeah, well, but there's no free lunch, Alan. Right? Who's going to pay? Whoever buys it's going to pay that $900 payment. Right? Yeah, right. So. Somebody's going to have to do it. So, you know, I would not, you know, I, again, I wouldn't run to the presses right now to say that, you know, in 10, 15 years, everything's going to be electric. In 10, 15 years, maybe half will be oh, electric. God forbid. 40% electric. I don't know. Yeah. I'd be surprised if we all had crystal ball, we could look and say, this is insanity. Ain't going to work. Not sustainable. I've been saying that. The whole thing is not sustainable with this electric car thing. You know, I think they're great. But we can say it's a no-starter. Yeah, that's exactly that. That's right. We'll take a little break. Dan Sandberg's here. We're just talking about what's going on in the crazy world with these new announcements that they're, you know, putting out there as if they're going to be real. It's not going to be real. It's only real right now because they're telling you it's real. And then when the reality comes along... 15 years from now, we're going to go, they lied. I hate that about politicians. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability. Plus, a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And my friend Dan Sandberg, formerly the president and CEO of Brembo North America, a hardcore car enthusiast and uh, keeps his ear to the ground. Once a CEO, always a CEO. At least that's how he treats people. Or a car guy. <laughs> Or a car guy. <laughs> oh, 
Dan, that is too good. I'm glad you're on the show. Okay, so in your town, coming up pretty quick, is the uh, Detroit International Auto Show. I haven't been in a few years. And, um, and the uh, show hasn't been for a few years. Well, yes, but they did, it didn't they? About killed it. Didn't they know? do one last year, a little tiny one? Because of COVID <sighs> after I, I, I don't, don't know, know if you can call it a show. What it was was some of the uh, car makers and really mostly dealers got together and uh, outed a course that's in the northern part of Michigan called the M1 Concourse. Yeah, yeah. It's like a driving club kind of thing. Right. They have a track out there and whatever, but uh, in their little commons area there, which is actually quite a bit of space, they came and they had a bunch of displays, but it really, really? wasn't an auto show per se. Wow, was, well, that, uh, that clearly uh, is a local thing because I didn't even hear about that, and I figured, you know, gosh. But no, yes. They've killed, they've killed the show because uh, you remember they were moving a lot of the shows around. Right. So L.A. and New York to the extent that they had them, and then you had COVID and all this other stuff, and uh, people just threw up their hands. But, you know, people are pretty starved here for car stuff. Right. And uh, so they just made up their own show. But this year... They're promising to have a really, really interesting, really almost two weeks of car show stuff. Huh. And uh, they're going to have the car show, which will be rebadged and everything else. And you're going to see it out at, uh, you know, downtown again, right. which uh, hasn't been in a while. And then, of course, Haggerty bought the Concours d'Elegance, you know, which used to be held at the end of June here right. in Detroit. And they're moving all of that auto show stuff to the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday right before media days. Wait a so, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So is Haggerty moving the date of the uh, the Concour also? Oh, yeah, they moved it. So it's going to be that week. Wow. It's going to be actually, I believe, the. I think it's around the 12th or something like that. They're going to be moving. I can probably look it up here real quick because we're fast. But, well, uh, well, wait a minute. While you're doing wait a minute. The beginning of the auto show. Okay, so with that said... Is the pool house or the tennis chalet at your place there still available? I may come. I'll stay either one of those places. Either one. Okay. Well, I mean, right. I, who needs more than 4,000 square feet to just have a room for a night? I mean, uh, you know. Well, you usually, you know. <laughs> don't you have, like, a buddy here in Detroit? From, from I do. Here? Yeah, I do. But they don't like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out you're only there for the fun. <laughs> That's right? exactly right. So okay. the concours is like uh, for the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's, I think, the 16th, 17th, and 18th. Yeah. All right. So it's kind of right at, I guess it's right, said right before media days, but I think it's like right after media days oh, and gotcha. right at the start of the auto show. Oh, that's and it's going to be down at the Art Institute around Comerica Park here in Detroit. So they're taking up all, I mean, almost the whole downtown area oh. from what we call Midtown down to. Heart Plaza, and which the show is going to be outside, which if you remember, this show is never outside because right. it was always in the middle of winter. winter yeah. uh, they have a lot of outdoor stuff. It's going to be really, really kind of cool. You know, really. I may come to that, actually. It's just a few weeks away, but I, that actually does sound good because then you've got the classic cars, the Concord type thing going on, and some media days. Now, speaking about media days, yeah. did I hear something about Mustang, a, a new Mustang? What, what do you got on that? Well, this is the cool part, all right? And this is the, the cool thing that, uh, you know, this is the this is the, the big benefits about being retired, okay? Yeah. And that is that I can now go to all these shows that I get invited to and right. to bring my cars. Right. So Ford contacted me because they are having the Mustang Stampede, which is, uh, it really starts earlier that week. I think it's it starts somewhere out on the West Coast. I, got, I have to get the map out for this, but they're going to have 
all these Mustang owners, the cool kind of thing about it, all right, is obviously these guys are not all going to be able to be here, which is the 14th, rather, September 14th. Right. They're going to debut the new Mustang here in Detroit at the show, okay? We're actually down in Hart Plaza, all right? But prior to that, they're going to start the Mustang Stampede, which is Mustang owners on the West Coast all the way to Detroit can participate in this Mustang wow. Stampede in segments, wow. if you will, right. that moves all the way across. And I, of course, signed up for the last segment, which is on the 14th. In, in your Detroit. backyard. Yeah. Starts at the Glass House, all right, which is Ford headquarters. And all these Mustangs will come down the, the expressway into the downtown area and they will then debut with all these Mustang owners and everything around. I mean, it'd be really, really cool. I mean, imagine, imagine all that noise. So September 14th, they're going to unveil the new, is it a 2023, 2024 Mustang? 2024 Mustang, I believe. Oh, is that, is that some sound effect from it? That's the, that's the Mustang right there. (laughs) The all new. Nice. Pretty cool, huh? So I saw Jim Farley, the president of Ford at Pebble Beach. Yeah, we talked about this, that I went to Pebble Beach. You didn't. Woodward Dream Crows was going on. You were at some family reunion. You missed it all, brother. But I ran into Jim Farley, who has put on a little weight and, oddly enough, looks just like his cousin, the comedian Chris Farley. I got it. I was like, what the heck? Anyway, I patted him on the back, says, living well, huh, Jim? And he laughed because he knew what I was talking about. All right, there you go. You got it from Dan Sandberg. The uh, September 14th, the unveiling of the newest Mustang. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Jump online. I think the Ford Mustang page, there's a uh, a Facebook page. You can take a look at this map and see if you have a Mustang. This is really yeah. cool to participate in. Probably get some Mustang swag, I would bet. Ah, well, there you have it. All right, coming up next, BJ Colleen. Here's a little uh, Kid Rock. Uh, Detroit City, right? We'll be right back. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car? Not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try Autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And joining us right now, BJ Colleen. Um, you know, our show brought to you also in part by Subaru. Love, it's uh, their slogan, go where love takes you. I love that. Um, BJ, this is your song, right? Sunshine in a yes, Bag. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> Sunshine in a Bag. I'm telling you what. So we talked about the new Mustang uh, coming in uh, September 14th. And I know you want to talk about more cars that are going away. And you know what's funny is I just got done loading a bunch of steel. And we were tired and we were hot and out in the country. And uh, I had two guys that were working with me. And we stopped at this little country market. And we went in and we got a iced tea and we're standing out there next to the trailer full of the scrap steel that we got. And 
we're like drinking our iced tea and all of a sudden here comes this car and it pulls right in front of us and stops and it's dead silent. It was the new Mustang Mach-E. And then it yeah. turned the corner and it went away. And the two guys that were standing there, young guys, 24 and 25 years old, I said nothing. I said, I honestly said nothing. They looked at each other and he goes, that is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I go, you think so? I go, wait a minute. You guys are young. You're supposed to like these electric cars. And they're like, oh, come on. It was like, I just honestly, everywhere I go, I have more and more people that are like, why are they doing this to us? All of this, forcing <laughs> this down our throats. And it's like, yeah, it's like Ford Motor Company. Come on. You could have called that anything. Why didn't you call it a flipping Taurus or something? You know, anyway. Oh, you didn't want to call that a Taurus. <laughs> well, it would have made more sense than calling yeah, it a Mustang. Anyway, I actually saw one of the original Taurus wagons with the round back window. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, and the, I just, the, I haven't seen one of those in 20 years. The at least. automotive, the automotive manatee. <laughs> <laughs> it was popular then. You know, we actually, at the time, my family, my dad owned a Mercury Sable with that round window. And every time I see one, because I remember that was probably one of the first, the Taurus redesign, the one that looked like a jelly bean, was the right. first car I ever did a tour with, right? Was training people on. And the song, I don't know if you remember this commercial, but it was like Taurus for us. Remember, it was like Taurus for us. Do you remember that commercial? Oh my God, are you kidding? It was bad. But every <laughs> oh time I God. see one now, I just can't help but sing that. I'm just going, Taurus for us. It's, just, it's a horrible habit. I remember <laughs> back in 1973. We saw a commercial for the Volkswagen thing. And my dad was one of these kind of people that all he could ever do was complain about commercials. And we, we all looked up when they said, the new Volkswagen thing. Now, think about this. Imagine calling a car today a thing. I mean, actually, it was brilliant back then. And it would be brilliant today because you just have to laugh. Really? A thing? So my dad went out and bought one. He says, that's a brilliant commercial. Look at that. A thing. My dad's British. And he bought one. And that's what I actually, I got to drive that a few years later when I, in uh, 1975 or six, when I was in high school, got my driver's license, I drove a Volkswagen thing. One of my favorite cars on earth to this day. Anyway. You know, they're pretty collectible cars now, too. I know. People, when they find it, because you don't see things too often, but you're right. I mean, I bet half the kids don't even know. Say, hey, that's a Volkswagen thing. It's like, what? what's a thing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> the names of cars. I, I wish I had that job. You know, it would be yeah. fun. But now it's easy for the manufacturers because they just rehash the old names. You well, know, you got yeah. 100 years of names. Might as well pull some old ones out and, and four is big on doing well, that. And, yeah, they tried it with the Taurus, and the Taurus came and went again. And uh, But yeah. this thing with naming that Mach-E, the Mustang Mach-E, to me was a big mistake. But the other thing with a funny name like this, like the Volkswagen thing, was the candy bar called the Whatchamacallit. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I love that one. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> name. Wish I had one right now. <laughs> I know. Kind of sounds good. All right. What cars are going away? Okay. Well... The ProMaster City Van, you know, really? one of Stellantis products, yeah. is dead after this model year. They'll probably come back with something EV-related, I'm sure. But yeah. I got to give props to that van. It wasn't the best-looking van. It kind of had a long nose and 
It was square in the back. But when we moved to Vegas, we got one of those as a press car and drove it back and forth to Vegas. And we packed that thing. I mean, we completely packed it with all these boxes and tubs. And it was just a champ. It drove on the road great. And at the same time, we also got a Ford Transit, you know, the big high roof one because we had big furniture to move. Right. And my husband drove that and I drove this one. And I mean, with high winds and everything. This was as stable as it could be. It was actually a really, really nice van for running around and doing work. So I'm, I'm sad that it's kind of going away. So wait, wait, but wait. I think there'll be an EV one coming okay. along. Okay, so the, we'll call it Ram Promaster, but only the right. city version? Are they still going to have the cargo van style? Probably not, but I don't know. So I'm sure they'll come up with something. You know, eventually everything's going to be gone and replaced with something that's EV related, which is really depressing. It but is depressing. on the positive side, the Ford transit van, they're making an off-road version called the transit trail. That's going to be here next year. Now oh, that's cool. Who's taking that monster thing off road. I, have no, no idea. L- let me just tell you, it's a new thing. The uh, sprinters, you know, the four wheel drive sprinters, the all wheel drive sprinters, they are like a hundred and fifty to a hundred and eighty thousand, and even up to two hundred thousand dollars. And it's basically what you just described with a, like a pop up camper top thing. And people are buying those things like they're going out of style because they want to get off grid out of the, the, what do they call those? The, you know, the parks and recreation parks, they want to drive off road and find their own place to camp. So, uh, I actually think that's kind of smart of Ford with the transit because the transit, they also make full on motorhomes out of the the ProMaster and the transit and the Sprinter, as you know. All right, well, let's talk about more of this on the other side. They're telling me to take a break here. Uh, we're talking about, right now, cars that are going away. Evidently, the ProMasters City thing going away. We'll find out more from BJ Colleen. Uh, this is the drive all across America and around the world. And I don't know that I'll ever own an electric car. I just, I don't see it happening. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. Yeah, here she is. Little sister, don't you? That's right. Her name is BJ Colleen. Sister, don't you? Don't you give me bad news here. Sister, don't you That's right. I don't want to know any more cars that are going away that I don't want to go away. We've got less and less good ones as it is. Anyway, I agree. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about this Ford Transit van, the off-road. For those that race motorcycles in the desert, you know, the score races right. and, and the dune buggies, it actually is a probably be a really good support vehicle because you can drive on the trail with this van and still have all the pieces and parts that people need when their vehicle and their exactly. motorcycles and yeah. buggies go down. So no I can see them selling that to to people that are off-roaders. You well, know? the only thing so. they should do is they should, uh, and I know they won't because it's going the opposite direction, they should put a little diesel in there. You know? I mean, I got this diesel <laughs> yeah. Jeep. I love. I got to tell you, it's so funny. 
I got a Gladiator, and I had them. I kind of special ordered with the diesel. It's not really a special order, but I couldn't find one, so I had to order one. And um, you know, it gets really good fuel economy. If I'm driving nice, it'll get 29, 30 miles to the gallon. You know, it's pretty good. But Alan always drives with his pedal to the metal. So I probably get more like 26 or 7. But my last Jeep Gladiator, I had a 2021. This is a 2022. It got more like 14, 15. This one averages 25, 24. If I'm driving around town, I may only eke out 20, 20.9. If I'm pulling a trailer, and I mean a trailer, not a little itty-bitty one, a car trailer, sometimes with a car on it, I'll still get 16. The worst I've gotten pulling a trailer is 16 miles to gallon. It's fantastic. So That's actually really good. Yeah. So to be able to get, you know, 23 or 4 average out of a, a truck that's four-wheel drive that I can climb up the side of a mountain and, and I got all my stuff in, I think it's fantastic. Now, friends of mine that own diesel vehicles will say, oh, you should buy a, a Cummins. You'll get 23 miles to gallon on the highway. B.S. Drive like me. You get 17. <laughs> that's, we're talking about real-world driving. Everybody that drives, you look at the EPA average and all that kind of stuff, it's just not real-world driving. So that's what we're trying to talk about here. All right, did they give a price on that transit, the one that's going to be? No, uh, it's not coming until 2023, so we'll just gotcha. have to wait until it shows up. But, right. you know, I understand that everybody wants to go electric. I, you know, personally, and I've voiced my opinion before, I'm all about hydrogen, not this, not electric, because... Let's say you're going on a three-day trail drive. Right. Where, where are you recharging this van? I know. When are you recharging it? Where are you recharging it? Which brings me to another point. Have we heard about electric motorcycles yet? What are they going to do when there's no gas stations to fill up the motorcycles? Well, I mean, Are they leaving motorcycles because of good fuel economy? To your point, if you do go out in the woods with an electric anything, even a, let's call it a, a Jeep. They make that e-Jeep now, the, the 4E or right. whatever it's called. They can't bring you a gallon of electricity. You know what I mean? They can <laughs> yeah. bring a, a jumper box, or I don't know whether they, they would uh, bring a little generator or something, but you're back to internal combustion again, you know? That's the problem. That's the maybe, problem. Maybe somebody, somebody's working on maybe a portable solar panel that you can drive on, and if you're in a sunny location, the sun will come down, you park on it. I, I don't know what everybody's working on, I but, know. you know, there's – it's just they don't think things through is the problem. And well, I know I even heard you talking with Dan about the idiot idiocracy that is California now. Oh, yeah. No, you know, no. and you're, you're a native Californian, vehicle. right? Oh, I sometimes I don't even like to admit it. It's so sad. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I lived there for 60 years of my life and wow. it was it was just getting nuttier and nuttier. And at this point, it's just ridiculous. And. And the fact that, you know, they're asking everybody to, to not charge their vehicles because there's too much strain on the grid already. I know. What's going to happen? It's just absurd. And and you tell people that electric vehicles are not the way to go. Hydrogen is, is the answer. They're like, well, there's no infrastructure for hydrogen. But, yeah, have you seen the infrastructure for electric vehicles? Exactly. Everybody that has a Tesla says half of the chargers are not useful. There's a line that's out the door waiting for people. So you're sitting there charging for three hours. So at what? price is this electric vehicle worth it how much is your time worth is the yeah. question you know well, and the, it's the, just then when, they, when they have natural disasters and the streets are flooding right yeah <laughs> i love the photograph of the cars that were in line 
to charge at a, at a charging station and the water was up to the windshield and the, <laughs> the people had to abandon their cars because they were out of electricity. And then, so here's all these charging stations that the cars are all parked around them. And all you see is the roof of all the cars, you know, it's like, well, if you had a gallon of gas, somebody could have brought you a gallon of gas and you could have got out of there, you know, or if you had a regular old gas station, you, you would have got out of there a long time ago, but people cannot help you when you're stranded. If you called me and said, Alan, my electric car, I'm out of juice. What am I supposed to do? Nothing. There's uh, nothing. Lamp? Yeah. I would say it serves you right. I'll come pick you up. Leave that piece of junk. Matter of fact, maybe I'll yep. sideswipe it on the way out so you can collect your insurance. But, you know, it's like. And here's the other question. It's terrible. When it's raining, do you get electrocuted if your car goes, you know, too deep in the water? I know. That's, that? uh, that's, that's not fun. We so. haven't really heard much about that. That doesn't mean it's not happening that, you know, I mean, even if you take a, a internal combustion vehicle in too high a water, it's going to you know it's going to stop yeah, running flood. well so yeah. you got to imagine if you get in too high water because you're in you know a hurricane or something and now you know you got all your junk you still got the same thing but the question is like you said is there a chance to be electrocuted i don't know you know i you don't know the know other thing about hydrogen is they're saying that they can take gas stations and fairly easily switch them over to hydrogen tanks from gasoline tanks so, you know, you've already, you really basically have infrastructure there. It's just a matter of adopting the technology, which God bless Toyota and Hyundai and Kia, they're not giving up on. Well, you know, they're creating, and somebody just, I just read someplace that they're making hydrogen fuel out of, out of poop. No! So when you poop in the bathroom, they can turn it into hydrogen. <laughs> okay. Don't ask me how. But that's the ultimate recycling, right? <laughs> like my recyclable toilet paper. Just sit out your tank. I have got uh, the invention of the year is going to be the reusable toilet paper. <laughs> oh, gross. Come on. It's going to be, uh, well, remember what happened when Costco ran out? I'm, I could make a million. <laughs> The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, pretty soon it'll be the scoot, because I'll be scooting along in a wheelchair. I'm sure somebody's going to break my, my kneecaps for talking the way I do on the show. <laughs> All the electric car companies. Anyway, BJ Colleen is here. BJ, uh, thank you for uh, hanging with us here a little bit, talking about what's going on in the crazy world. Our show brought to you in part by Dodge Domestic. Not domesticated, thank God. Um, <laughs> you know? Anyway, yep. uh, we'll see what's going to happen with them with that electric muscle car, but that's that's still, uh, you know, still yet to be... Uh, yet to be seen really on the street other than the uh, concept car version of it. But anyway, so what else you got? So real quickly, one of the cars going away is the Nissan Rogue Sport. Not the Nissan Rogue, but the Sport model's going oh. away. 
So if you want one of those, get it now. But the, the story here that I just have to talk to you about, because this is just so up your alley. Have you ever been to Arkansas? I have never been to Arkansas. Okay, well, you might want to take a trip to Menifee, Arkansas, because the town of Menifee is no longer allowed to issue speeding tickets. Uh? Would you like to go there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So apparently they placed a year-long ban on writing speeding tickets because they audited and they found that half of the town's revenue came from traffic violations in 2020, which violated an Arkansas state law. (laughs) So they were, the town was writing so many traffic tickets it has a population of about 300 people. It's, it's real close to Little Rock. It's less than an hour outside of Little Rock. But with 300 people, they collected $120,000 in fines. It's Wait a minute. Ridiculous. It only has 300 people? <laughs> yeah. And they had 120000 I mean, they, well, it must <laughs> yeah. have been a speed trap for passersby, you know? That's I'm sure all it was think, because yeah. they were writing tickets for, you know, when you drive by a cop, if you're going under 10 miles over, so if it's set 65 and you're doing 70, 73, they're going to leave you alone. They're not going to bug you. But apparently these guys were writing tickets for under 10 miles. So, and it was just getting out of control. It says that 771 of those tickets were given by one officer. <laughs> oh my so. God. What a jerk. <laughs> you know what? We were talking about this the other day. One of my kids says to me, he says, my dad talks his way out of every ticket. And, you know, I don't talk my way out of yeah, every ticket. Well, the majority <laughs> of them, stuff. yes, yes. But you know why? And I, I tried to explain to them. And just earlier today, I saw a police officer, full dress, you know, with the, with the bulletproof vest on. And the dude looked like, he looked like a movie star. He was handsome. He was this big, gnarly, strong guy. But it's 102 outside. And I went over to the guy and I go, let me thank you for your service. I said, I really appreciate you keeping our our city safe because I live in a nice little city. And he says, thank you. Thank you. And I feel that you get more bees with honey than you do with poop, if you know what I'm saying. And that comes (laughs) back to that's like and then there was me trying to explain to the fly, the bee trying to explain to the fly that honey (laughs) tastes better than poop, you know. But. I said to my kids, I said, don't argue with cops, no matter how angry, frustrated or or rude they are. Don't argue with them. Take your punishment like a man. I have boys. Well, I have one girl, but she wasn't there. And I said, take your punishment like a man. I said, just apologize. Don't make an excuse. Because when I was 17 years old, I got pulled over and the cop wrote on there. Alan made so many excuses that they made me write an essay at 17 years old <laughs> on making excuses. <laughs> that was what the judge punished me with, right? And then my yep. dad my dad told me because I made so many excuses, I couldn't drive until I was 18. So I couldn't drive for like six months. It was killing me. You Let know? me tell you a little story about because it can cost you money when you mouth off. Because we were driving through Wickenburg, Arizona. I know where We were on the road, a bunch of people. And we got pulled over. And when they sent us the ticket, I probably told you this story a hundred times. But my ex-husband wrote on the envelope, you MFs, and I hate you guys. And you suck <laughs> oh when he sent him the ticket. We got another ticket back for contempt of court. Oh, so we tried my. To home, couldn't get a hold of him. So we <laughs> sent the money in, did the same thing on the envelope. You got new, you know, oh, blah, blah, no. you know everything else. We finally got a hold of the court, and the judge said, my mother opens those envelopes. That's why you got fined, because she didn't appreciate that. You know, Wickenburg is a little tiny town in Arizona, so I you got to you pick your battles, you know? That, that's exactly right. You got to pick your battles. <laughs> but I've told my kids, I said, you know what? More times 
have I gotten let off because I was nice. I said, I know you have a thankless job. Uh, you know what? I deserve it. I was going too fast. I was. I, I had to go to the bathroom. I, then I'll make them laugh. Yeah, if you can make these people laugh, they're not having a great day. They hate pulling people over unless they catch a criminal. So you know what I'm saying. All right, BJ, thank you. Thanks, Alan. Always fun. You do get more bees with honey. Be nice, people. See you next week. Same time, same channel. I'm Alan Taylor. See you then. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability, plus a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com slash wilderness.